Morning, church. I uh, get to talk with you this morning. I've been excited about it all week preparing. and um, I wanted to start by telling you a little story about something that happened a few weeks ago. And uh, Ernesto asked me to speak to the guys at Carriage Town, and uh, I did. And when the service was over, I was just going around and, and talking with them, seeing how they were doing, seeing what was going on in their lives. And I go over to this group, and there's this really big man, like, big bald man, like, have you seen the Green Mile, the, the main character? Big guy, right? And he looks down at me, so I'm, you know, he looks down at me, and thinks for a second, and then he goes, are you Ernesto's brother? And I started laughing just like that. I'm chuckling. I'm like, why do you think that? And he, he looks down at me again and looks up and goes, you're wearing a gray shirt. Right? So apparently, if you're in Flint and you're wearing jeans and a gray shirt, you might be related to Ernesto. Right? So it's just a funny story I want to share. Um, but for those of you who don't know who I am, my name is John Combs. I'm a deacon here with Flint City Church. Um, I'm over the tech, so that's usually where you see me is back there. Um, and uh, my whole family serves. My wife is in the nursery. You saw my son's playing the key and doing the, uh, the drums today, and my youngest son is back doing the words. So um, we, we are very involved, and, and we love the church. And uh, so we're in the last series of the four-part series on loneliness, and today we're talking about loneliness in the church. And I think part of the reason I got to do this is because Ernesto knows how much I do love the church and love to be around everybody, um, and, and it, it's in my heart to be able to help people and love people. So um, I'm kind of pumped that I get to do this sermon. But first, in case you missed some of the sermons, um, I want to go through and recap just kind of how we got here. Um, the first series that we talked about was loneliness in the Lord. And in Genesis 2, verse 18, we see here that it says we are not meant to be alone. God created us for relationships. Not just male-female, but families, friends. He created us so that we would have relationships with each other, to be able to be supportive and encourage. And we see, uh, in when, even in creation, um, it says, God said, let us. It didn't say me, it didn't say I. It said us. There's more than one person there for creation. There's God the Son and the Holy Spirit, right? Even there's relationship there. It's like, let us make man in our image. Again, not plural, or not singular, but plural. So he created in us that need for relationship. And there's a TV show, one of my favorite TV shows I look forward to every year. It's on right now. Um, it's on in the summer, and it's called Alone. I don't know if anyone's familiar with it or not, but basically, the show's called Alone because the hardest thing they face is being alone. There's 10 people, they get sent to this ridiculously hard to live on island with wild animals like bears and mountain lions and wolverines, and, and they get 10 items, and they have to make their shelter, and they have to live. It's an awesome show. Um, but their hardest thing they battle 
a guy this week, he just left. He was doing well, made a, a big, nice place to live and everything, but he missed his family, and he was alone, and that wasn't worth $500,000 to him. He tapped out. So it, it's, it's a good show to show when we're by ourselves, you know, it, it, it's hard to do that. Even if you think that you're someone that, that is a loner, that likes to be by themselves, you're still in some way communicating with people either going to the gas station or the grocery store. You're, you're not truly off on your own. So the thing that was stressed um, from the, that first lesson, loneliness in the Lord, was to not lean on ourselves if we're struggling with this. It's to lean on the Lord. And uh, 1 Corinthians 10.13 um, is the verse that Ernesto went to. It's a verse that uh, I know, uh, I use it a lot. I, I go back to this verse when I am feeling lonely myself or uh, battling something. So um, let, let's, let's read uh, 1 Corinthians 10.13. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability but with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. So the first part of this verse, and the thing that's so awesome about it, is it says he's faithful. So when, when we hear that he's faithful, we know the words that come after that, that's going to be true, and that's what he's going to do. And in that verse, again, I, I, go, I, I lean on this verse when I'm battling, because it says that we're going to be able to endure it and we're going to have a way out. Um, hopefully we see that way out and we don't keep battling. But it's, it's a great verse to know. Um, memorizing verses in general, um, that will, it, it's good to have them that you can recall in your life. So that, that's one of them that I do. So that was loneliness in the Lord. Uh, the second week, we covered loneliness in the family. And we all have our family, and some of it's good, some of it's bad. You may tilt higher or lower on one side or the other, but this is another gift from God that God gave us. After he created Adam and Eve, then the family comes. And no one knows you as well as your family, um, either your immediate family if you have your own spouse, or if not, it's your siblings. Um, they're there for support. They're there to be able to help us um, when we fall down. And so it's, it's good to, if we have relationships with our family that is not going well, to try and, and do something with it. Um, sometimes maybe we're the one wronged, but we need to be the person that says and, and tries to get the relationship mended. It, it doesn't always matter if you get a sorry. You know, so um, I know in my own life, uh, growing up, I didn't know my dad. And one day a, a phone call came uh, that my dad had passed away. And I decided to go down to see what my dad looked like. Never saw him. But my brothers and sisters, I have three brothers, two sisters, they all did live with my dad for a time. They knew him. And he wasn't a great dad. Um, he was an alcoholic. He beat them things like that. So I didn't know who would be upset with me going, who wouldn't. 
So I just said I was going somewhere else so that I could go do what I needed to do without hurting them. Well, my, young, my youngest of my two sisters went as well, and she let my brothers know. Everyone knew that I went because she went. And my brother that I was really close to, he got mad at me, and we didn't talk for over a year. Um, one day, he called me, and we just started talking, and I didn't say, oh, are you calling to apologize? I, 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 we just started talking, and, and we let it go at that. And when I got off the phone, uh, the people that were there with me were like, is that your brother? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you didn't make him say you're sorry? I'm like, no, I, I got my brother back. You know, we, we were talking again, and, and everything was just, he hasn't said sorry to this day for it, but what the important thing was, I had my brother back. So that's kind of an example. You, you don't always have to have that. You, you can just forgive. So, so yeah, so family is important. It's, it's, a, it's the second way that you can possibly be helped through your loneliness and to get over your loneliness. Uh, last week, we talked about friendship. And the point was made that we're going to have a lot of acquaintances, but we're only going to have a few friends, right? And, and the, the important thing that is stressed from that is that we need to make sure that our friends around us, not that we can't have friends that aren't Christians, but the friends that are around us, that we make sure that they're giving us uh, drawing us closer to God. And if the advice we're getting is not and it's drawing us away from God, then we have to learn to see that and to not go in the direction of the people giving us that kind of advice. So friends are really important. Um, I have a friend. He uh, lived four horses up the road from me. He, my whole life, like, when memories start, do I go back to my first memories? He was there. We did pre-preschool together all the way through, lifelong friends. And I know I can count on him. He knows he can count on me. And that kind of friendship is, is important to someone that will shoot you straight and that will also give, can give you godly advice. So that was last week. And that brings us to the last part, um, which is loneliness in the church. And for loneliness in the church, we are going to go to Acts chapter 2, and we're going to do verses 42 to 47. Um, might not get through all of them, but... Um, so we're going to start with verse 42. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. So this is the beginning of the church. Um, Ricky has preached on it, and, uh, and we've covered it when we, when we were going through the book of Acts earlier. And it's important because this gives us a picture of what the church can be and what we can strive to be as a church. 
Um, but first with the church, when we're talking about the church, when it's talking about the church in Acts 2, we're in a building right now, and this building's called a church. We're not talking about that. We're talking about you, me, believers. So if you've accepted Jesus as your personal Savior and you're choosing to follow Jesus, you're the church. So when we read about this and we see that they were praying together, that they were eating together, that they were taking their possessions and helping others, um, I know today we kind of live in a little different world than where this started, and we're not going to run off and sell our homes and all come and try to live together. But the picture isn't necessarily that. The picture is maybe you can make food for somebody that's sick. Maybe you can help somebody that you have a skill that you can do that, that, that they need help with. Um, it, it's those types of things. It's not necessarily literally selling your home and selling your stuff to help people. You can help with your mind. You can help with advice. You can help with your hands. You can pray. You know, they prayed together. Um, and they ate together. So we see this very important picture, you know, and it, it brings me to my first point with this. And the first point is that believers were meant to do life together. We're meant to be together. Um, Tuesday nights, we have a picnic. And it's an opportunity to come and be with people. And if there's something going on, to, to be prayed for. And just to know what's going on. Sometimes we're talking about things we're thinking of doing. Um, and getting people's opinions and things. And it, it's just it's great fellowship. And we eat together. So um, believers are meant to do life together. I want to go to Hebrews chapter 10 um, and verse uh, 25. And it says, Not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as the days draw near. So what, what, what's it saying here? It's, it's just simply saying that we need to be together. So church is one way that we can be together. Uh, the picnic that we just talked about is a way. Um, sometimes things will come up. Uh, things that we do as a church, we've moved a lot of people, right? We've helped do that. We have picked up people on the side of the road when their cars break down and, and take them places. He's not here today, but he'd be laughing if he was here. Um, we can just talk with people when they're down. We can... Um, Help, like we're helping the Fredericks right now with their bathroom. And we're rebuilding a bathroom that will be safe for them and that they can use everything. So there's ways for you to be involved. And not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, um, I'm only taking the one verse, but the importance there is why we're here. We get to meet people. You know, Maybe if you're not meeting people, maybe sit somewhere different than you always sit. You know, and that might let you meet and introduce some people. If you start coming to these gatherings, you're going to meet people and you're, you're going to find things out. Um, we were at a, um, a luncheon for Rick when he got out of the hospital. And, and we found out that someone there had a well that smelled and we happened to know what to do with that and we told him. Um, 
things like that come in and things are going to pop in that you're going to hear something and you're going to be able to help. And, and then you'd make that choice to help. And, that, and that's kind of what we're talking about with the church. That's kind of what we're talking about in Acts 2.42 is to be active and to be involved. Um, another verse that we want to go to is Romans 12.15, which simply says, Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. If we're involved and we're here together and we get to have those moments, we get to be happy when a new baby is born, we get to be happy when a couple gets married, we, we get to be happy when someone has surgery and it goes really well and they're on the low end of the recovery instead of the high end. But if you're not involved and you don't meet and talk with people that are here, you don't get that part and that fulfillment in your life. Um, now, it's not something I like to bring up, but I went through a point in my life where I devalued going to church, and I didn't go. And my wife and my kids would take off, and they would go to church, and I stayed home. Now, during this time, I was still reading my Bible every day. I was still praying every day. And actually, I felt like I was growing closer to the Lord in this time that I had. Um, but through that time, and when I, I compare that to life now, um, with me being involved in church and me getting to know you guys and getting to help you guys and getting to pray when there's something hard in your life and, and watch what the Lord does with it, my life is so much better and I'm so much happier because of those things. Um, when I look at my life, I'm, I'm getting up there. I'm almost old enough for free coffee and senior discounts. You know, it's, it's getting close. But when I look over my life and I look at the times when I was involved and active with church and the times that I wasn't, my happiest times are those times when I was involved with the church. And, and serving and, and being active. Um, and so I don't think it's just something that's for me. I think the more that we do that, the more that we're all going to feel that way. Um, which, that brings me to my second point, which is that believers are meant to be active and not just passive. When we see in Acts, in those verses, they were actually doing things. They were going to people's houses and eating. They were praying. They were helping people with things that they needed help with, right? And so it's important that we try and follow that. That's, that's the picture. That's the image. So we need to not just come to church and, and get fed and leave and, and come back the next week. We need to get involved and get, and, and I'm not necessarily saying you have to do the things that the church puts out there to do, but if you start meeting people and, and then you find out they need something, you have that opportunity right there and then to, to help, right, or to pray. And that's what this is all talking about. And, and in, in relation to loneliness, if there's something that is, has gotten you, because loneliness on its own isn't something. Something brings you to the loneliness. And whatever that is, if you're by yourself and you start withdrawing yourself and you start secluding yourself, 
that's just going to grow. But at the same time, if you're with your church and you're talking to your family and your friends and, and you're in the church and, and you're doing stuff, it's not going to be able to bug you as often. Um, back to the Alone TV show, that, that guy that decided to tap out, his words, what he said was, I could do things with my hands, but I, I couldn't keep my mind from doing what it wanted to do. And so if you're in other people's lives and you're praying and you're helping, you know, those things might help that not be as big of a thing for you. Um, and eventually, you know, time is probably the biggest factor when you're lonely. Is It's, it's going to take time to work through that if it's not something that, that can be remedied. Um, and Ernesto talked about it. He said that, and he's right, that your... Um, your loneliness, you can have all these things. I can have all these things in my life right now, but with having all those things, it isn't necessarily going to keep me from feeling lonely about something um, and, and having to battle that. But if you have people around you and people that you can talk to, but, and even just like, like sometimes, you know, with taking college, sometimes I just get really bummed out either about the teacher or about the, the work that's in it and calling it stupid and, and wishing I didn't have to do this and throwing my own little pity party, right? You know, and then I'll, I'll go to help somebody and we'll find out what's going on in their life and they just lost their place to live and, and they don't have anywhere to go and, and I'll be like, why am I feeling so bad? You know, why, why, why am I doing this to myself? So being in community with each other, it offers those things to help ourselves, but also to help people. It's not just so that we get helped. It's so that we get to help people as well. God gets to use us um, in, in, in people's lives. So it's important, number two, to not just come to church and be by yourself. It's important to meet people and to have community and come out when there's opportunities to eat and fellowship with people and meet people, um, and it will help grow. So um, point three that I wanted to cover with the church is that um, the church can offer you friendship and family. Um, if you're missing it, if you don't have it, if, if those things are with individuals that uh, maybe you're at odds with for the time being. The church can fill those roles um, big time. I mean, they, they just can. Uh, in, in my own life, um, I, I told you about my, my friend. Um, there's a lot of times that I will be going through something spiritually or just something with sickness with my body, and, and I will reach out to him. And, and he's there, and he gives me good advice and he prays with me and he prays for me and, and it helps. So we need to realize that if, if that's missing in our lives, if we have nobody, come to church, meet people, go to the activities and you're going to connect with somebody and you're going to be able to get to where you can share and be prayed for and, and, and that'll help. So um, 
that's a really big part to loneliness and the church and what the church can offer. Um, the last point that I want to bring up with uh, loneliness in the church is that the more active we become, the more that we will see God working in our own lives and we'll see God working in other people around us. And, and that's, that's just a fact. Um, there's times where maybe I don't feel close to the Lord, um, but I'm out there and we're helping people and we're, we just we, we see God work and help this person either with a, their sickness or provide something that they needed. One of the good ways that you can get through some of those lulls is by being around and being active and, and, and helping others. You know, we're meant to help others, even your neighbors. Um, my kids kind of hate it because we adapted when we moved up here. We weren't like that when we were in Waterford, but when we moved up here, we made a decision that when we find out about something that somebody needs or that they need help with, if we're available, we go. We, we do it. Um, and I'm not saying that has to be for everybody else, but we've decided that, and sometimes while we're trying to bless, sometimes we're the ones that end up getting blessed. You know, and it, it's, and, and that stuff makes you feel good inside. And that helps. It can help with the loneliness. You know, so I encourage you to um, get involved. We are uh, coming out of the COVID stage. We don't have to wear masks. And maybe as we start growing back up again and, and people start coming back out, we have things in the church where we can have and need people to serve. We can, we can have kids, more people to help with our kids in our nursery. Um, if anyone at all wants to try and learn the tech, you know, Jesus and I would be, we'd be more than happy to, um, to try that out with you guys. And, um, and then there's other things. There's, there's stuff with doing the greetings and making coffee and, and, and there, there's things that we can get involved with. Um, and then the extra things that we do, uh, like the Tuesday night picnics and things. So um, I just encourage you to pray about it. Um, have the Lord speak to you um, on that issue and, um, and, and, and see where it leads. Um, but the important thing is, like I said earlier, even if we have all these things in place, it doesn't guarantee that we won't experience loneliness, that our loneliness will go away. Um, it can still happen. So these are remedies. These are things that can help us. It may be to only help us endure. You know, like, like 1 Corinthians 10, 13 said, that we are, um, excuse me, that he'll give us what we need to endure. Right? So sometimes that might mean we have to carry something for a while. But it doesn't mean we have to carry it by ourselves. And when you have your community and you have the people with you, you can be prayed for, and you can have people checking in on you um, to help you. So um, there's, with loneliness, the big thing that I want to say is when we do experience it, if we know that we're in it, the, we have to turn it over to God. It, it has to start there. You, you have to trust in him and, and keep moving. And, and if you have verses like 1 Corinthians 10, 13, and you have people around you that can help you 
wade through it. And it, like I said, maybe it's something that you carry, but you will be able to carry it better. You know, so um, I hope this helped. And uh, I don't know if I'm too short or not on time, but I might be. Um, but uh, we're going to go ahead and close in prayer. And, uh, and we'll start our day. Heavenly Father, Lord, just thank you for how you can help us and what you've provided in the way to help us with loneliness, Lord, that you've given us yourself and you've given us family and friends. And one of your greatest gifts that you've given us is your church, Lord, that we can, that we can be together and, and that we can help each other, encourage each other, Lord. And, and I just pray that uh, anyone that's going through this right now, Lord, that they will turn it over to you, Lord, and, and they will get involved, Lord, and they, they will not close themselves off, Lord. And we just ask that you will bless us as we go forth this day, and we thank you for it. In your name we pray. Amen.